What's up, everybody? My name is Joshua T. Berglund, and welcome to the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network, powered by E360 Television. No matter where you're watching, uh, YouTube, Facebook, social media, Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, E360, listening on the radio, watching on livemonoworldwide.org. Thank you so much. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, this is going to be a fun broadcast and typical with every show. I don't know a whole lot about the guests, but that's intentional, so don't worry. Um, this is all meant to be authentic and getting to know somebody, but what I do know um, is our next guest has an amazing story of what it's like pursuing your dreams, what it's like chasing your dream, having it taken away, having something happen, and then do you give up on your dream? Well, our next guest has come up with, uh, she's she's been faced with that. And I don't know if you out there, no, ma no matter where you're watching or listening from, if you've ever made the decision to pursue a dream, the thing that you dreamed about, pretended to be as a kid, and you went for it, and then life happened. And life happened and knocked you off. How many of you gave up on your dreams at that, that, at that moment? How many? How many of you have never tried to pursue your dreams? Interesting. But... You know, I don't know what's more difficult, never pursuing your dream and having that life of misery and always going, man, I wish I could do this or pursuing your dream and then giving up on it. Well, our next guest is a reason, if you ask me, why you should never give up on your dreams. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. This is going to be a lot of fun. I want to give a shout out really quick to Pathwater. Thank you so much uh, for supporting the Libmana Worldwide Foundation. Uh, thank you for sponsoring the show. Um, those of you who do not know what Pathwater is, absolutely amazing. I mean, of course, you know, 9.5 alkaline or the pH is 9.5. All of that stuff is great and amazing, but what water doesn't have that at this point? Unless you're drinking out of the tap. But what's special about this water, if you ask me? Again, the water tastes great, but it's a reusable bottle. In fact, this is the same bottle that I've had for the last two weeks, and it's got some dents in it. <laughs> I haven't used it as a weapon yet, but it's reusable. For a $2 bottle of water that you can reuse over and over and over and over again, that's special. And why is that great? Because it stops plastic pollution. And plastic pollution, why should you care about that? Well, if you like fish, you should care about it. If you like sea turtles, you should care about that too. If you don't want to poison your children, you should care about it. Plastic pollution doesn't only kill kill. Keel? I like, I, speaking of Keel, I like Keel skincare. Uh, but I lost my train of thought when I did that. Anyway, speaking of kids, it'll like it's killing your kids. It's killing you. It's in your food. Like plastic poison is a real thing. But other than that, it's ugly. It's ugly to see plastic and trash in the oceans. That's one thing. That's a cosmetic issue which sucks. But even more important, it is a matter of your health. Do you really want to be eating plastic? Yeah, it's in your fish. It's a problem. So this is one of those ways that you can help make a difference. Go to pathwater.com. You can use promo code Joshua T. Berglund. Uh, and, and frankly, I highly recommend them. I really, really do. For two bucks, you buy bottled water anyway. Get this. You can put your pre-workout in it. Use it as a shaker. You can use it for a lot of things. Also, State and Liberty. Thank you so much for providing the suit. I appreciate it. I love it because I can do karate kicks in it. I could probably even bench press in it too, which is nice because I'm kind of built like you know a black man. I got big legs, a big butt. I'm, I'm a big dude. And uh, I, I, custom suits get expensive. What I love about State and Liberty, other, other than their customer service, uh, is the fact that their suits fit amazing. They even have clothes for women. All The shirt, the tie, uh, the, the suit, all of it came from State and Liberty. You can use promo code Joshua T. Berglund. Save 20%. Uh, they're amazing. You should check them out. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone who bought the Devil Inside Me book and is still buying it and watching the movie. Uh, we appreciate it. We played at the Las Vegas Movie Awards last night which is super cool uh, <laughs> and so grateful for them for that opportunity. All right, enough about me. Now let's make it about our guest right after this. I got to learn to hit the mark a little bit better. This is what happens when you don't have radio training. You don't have that stuff. You don't know how to hit the mark or hit the spot. What is it called? I don't know. I'll shut up now. <laughs> 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, and please welcome Heather Toft to the show. How are you doing, Heather? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. What was your middle name again? Amora. Oh, Amore. <laughs> it's right. It's right here. On <laughs> I did mess that up. Welcome. Uh, I don't even know. It, this is this. Is, I, I don't have a name for the show. It's just me. We're having a conversation. So welcome to this conversation. Uh, first things first. What are you grateful for today, Heather? I am grateful for opportunities, and I've learned that when they present themselves, that I should be grateful for them and not be afraid to jump and dive into it and take that step. What's the worst thing that can happen when you take a leap of faith? Oh, I think really the fear of the unknown and the fear of falling or failing um, prevents us a lot of times from taking that leap, period. And I think just letting go enough and taking that leap it's always going to be worth it. The things that are worth it are worth fighting for and continuing to pursue. I have a trick question for you. Okay. Well, I shouldn't have said that. I've already messed it up. Dad it. What do you learn more from success or failure? I look at failure as another opportunity. Like I used to do sales, used to do um, insurance and a lot of no's present themselves more than yeses. But the no sometimes means not right now. It doesn't mean not ever. And timing is everything. And sometimes time is irrelevant and it's just a miracle or a coincidence or happenstance or whatever you want to call it. But I think every day is a new opportunity and a new opportunity to be who you want to be and to become who you want to become. And um, failure is not an option to me. Can appreciate that. When was the last when was the last time you took a leap of faith that failed and you have not seen the lesson from it yet? Probably um well I wouldn't call it a failure, like pursuing a very difficult dream, um, such as acting or music or you know, one of those one in a million opportunities dreams. Um, I'm still pursuing it. I'm still in it. And, you know, submit auditions for roles and you might not hear the call back or you might not hear from anyone, period, but it's an opportunity. And at that point, I look at it as they now have my information and I got seen, I got, you know, um, another level learned. Um, so I guess I'm still kind of in it every day trying and working towards something bigger. Yeah, it's interesting. We live in a world where, of course, a lot of people try to conform to be like other people. And then, but really, you know, to truly live the life you were created to live, you have to know your identity. Yet at the same time, to be successful in acting, you have to learn how to adapt to someone else's identity or become someone else. And that, that can be a challenge. In your acting experience, how have you found it challenging to go from you who you are who heather is and then go to these other characters do you ever have a hard time or a challenging time getting back to center and who you are and like being stuck in that character for instance does that ever happen to you it hasn't happened to me um i have heard of that i honestly my favorite part about acting is what we do we take something that someone that we may not even meet wrote. They, they, they pulled an idea from or a dream. They wrote it down. They typed it on the computer and they sent it to other people to see. And then by the time we get it, you know, it's our job to bring it to life. That character that just started from a thought. To me, it's almost its own, I don't know, kind of magic because we literally bring to life something that someone else dreamed. And I think that that's an incredible honor and opportunity to do. And it takes practice and it takes work, but I love it. I love being on the other side of the camera. I love 
getting a script, especially for a 48 hour film festival, which is actually how I got my start. Um, you know, you don't know the people, you don't know the character that you're going to portray until you walk in the door and get the script and you're having to create something in 48 hours time. And it's just such a fun experience and it really challenges you as an actor. And I just, I love the entire process. So no, to answer your question, I haven't experienced that per se. Um, but I just think it's very interesting and very exciting to be able to do that, to be able to do what we do and bring something to life. I'm going to, I will go back to acting and the entertainment industry, but one of the things I have learned about you is that you're a PK, a uh, pastor's kid. I am. What was that like growing up? Well, very challenging. <laughs> um, I grew up in North Carolina and um, I, my world was very different. We, you know, we were doing food bank and um, clothing ministry. We had a full-time church. We also were traveling evangelists. My parents, like we were touring cities and um, tent revivals and really just were traveling a lot. And my parents would minister and I would do all of the music. And um, I was homeschooled from third grade until 12th grade. So I really was very, um, I guess, protected from the outside world in the way of, um, you know, going to high school or, um, you know, normal things that other kids my age were dealing with. I kind of got shielded from because we were, you know, preaching or doing music and um, running a ministry. So I am grateful because I think it probably kept me out of a lot of trouble. <laughs> And um, my parents were just very, very focused and founded on their faith. And I very much value that now as an adult. And I want to ask you because I had total opposite experience. I mean, my, my mother's the patron saint of awesome, but um, in an absolute gift. But, you know, I'm, I had a pretty wild, wild life, to say the least. Um, but I'm thankful for my mother who was always sending me devotionals, always, you know, I was going to church because of her. Of course, I was doing bad things when I left. Um, and it took a while for God to, you know, get to me. In fact, he had to get me locked away before he could get to me. Um, but the thing about that, where I have no regrets with my life, even all the bad stuff I did and evil stuff that I did, is that now God gets to use that for good and has put me in a position to be able to do certain things that, well, if I had not experienced that, I wouldn't be able to do. That said, so I mean, I'm, I I don't see the innocence in the world. I see all the other stuff. And I wish I could see the innocence. I wish I had some innocence to me. <laughs> I don't. But I'm curious. So like, I'm all, in other words, I'm all fired up for what's happening in the world right now because it's like, oh, good. It's happening. I get to be alive for this. And like... <laughs> This is part of my purpose. Oh, great. This is fun. But on the flip side, when you grew up sheltered and isolated from the horrors, especially in the industry that we are in, how does that, like, how, what kind of effect has that had on you? Are you oblivious to the evil that's going on in the world right now? Like, what is that been, like, what is that like for you when you've been sheltered and now? where we see the veil has been lifted with evil, where it's a little bit more obvious evil is taking place. How does that change? Like, how does that change things for you? Well, I actually, um, my mom passed away when I was 15 and I moved out of my parents' home when I was 17 and um, graduated early. I was just like done at that point. Um, and I, at 17, learned what it was like outside of that that safety bubble oh. and um, definitely learned that the real world out there was very different and, you know, terrorized, terrifying in some aspects, beautiful in others. And I, I ended up having to kind of walk away from what I thought the world was and what I had, you know, thought my whole life and childhood it to be and really kind of see for the first time through unfiltered lenses and definitely had my share of 
um, lessons and regrets and, you know, went through the rebellious phase, like I'm sure all PKs do. Um, but I very much was thankful that I had been sheltered up until that point because I think it saved me a lot of, you know, heartache or um, lessons that I could have learned earlier on that would have been more difficult. But I definitely did realize that the world was different and that I didn't know a whole lot about it. So um, went to work, um, took some college courses, um, ended up uh, enlisting in the military and um, really learning a lot at that point and just really um, even ran for a long time, like ran from who I was and what I was supposed to be and what I thought I could be and let the rest of the world kind of tell me who that mold was and who I was supposed to fit into this mold. And um, when you go years of not being who you actually are called to be and who you know you are, it just takes something from you and it drains you. And I lived that way for years. And um, it was really difficult to kind of have to learn and navigate the world without my mom. But to lose her at such a young age and then to kind of go into the world at 17, you know, brand new, honestly, as far as perspective go, I, I had to learn everything almost start to finish. And it definitely put a different perspective on it, but it made me thankful for what I had and where I came from and hopeful for where I was going. That's really cool. The What would you say the consequence for you was running from your purpose? Hmm. When we run from our purpose and we run from our calling, we tend to run in the opposite direction and make a series of unfortunate mistakes and or choices. And I did that <laughs> for years. And um, I, um, I got into a marriage too young and um, I, learned that lesson and um, learned what it's like to grow as a person and to grow into what I wanted to be. And still there are hurdles every day, like, you know, proving to the rest of the world, but also to yourself, you know, to chase your dream. And um, then when I was in the military, um, because I kind of gave up my music and acting um, because it was too impossible and too difficult mm. to attain. And um, was often told by people around me that my, being from North Carolina, they said that my um, dreams were too big for my bridges. And uh, <laughs> North Carolina farm town. So, um, you know, I just, I never felt like I fit and mm. that my dreams were in fact too big and unrealistic. So um, the next best thing to me was serving the United States military. And my grandfather was an army veteran and I used to love hearing him tell stories. And I wanted to do that as my backup ever since I was old enough to walk. And um, while I was in, I was diagnosed with a chronic pain condition that I had never even heard of. Um, and that kind of put a damper on my military career. Sure. And um, it was just kind of like I was hitting wall after wall after wall, which <laughs> thankfully now I've been cured of, but I went years with debilitating pain and couldn't function. And it was very, very miserable. And um, just having literally nowhere to go but up at that point, like I hit rock bottom. And when, you, when you're in that low, dark place, like the only thing that you can do is look up. And I had to find that, I had to find that, that, little bit of fate that I had left and crawl out of that. And you, the moment I did that, the moment my heart changed, the moment my mentality changed was the moment my life started to change. How much of that was that within yourself or was the relationship with God? You can Definitely. be honest. Cause I, here's, uh, here's what I'm going to go to. I'm going to go back to the pastor kid thing. Most of the pastor kids I know completely turned away from 
religion because, or the faith, because they saw what it looked like behind the scenes of going, I see you on stage doing all this stuff and saying all this, but then I see you at home mm-hmm. when, you know, I see all the chaos. I see the crazy, like, this is not the same thing. This is a bit, this is contradicting. This isn't real. I, that a lot of the pastor kids uh, I know are like that. The other part of that is preachers are human too. They make mistakes. They're not perfect, but they are held to a higher standard as they should be. That said, as children, our perception and reality sometimes don't always go two and two and they are to go to, to go together. And that can have a serious effect on you. So in your situation, what, what was that like? Was it clinging to your faith in God or was it, you know what, I found it within myself to do? I definitely know that perfection doesn't exist. Like I, you know, holding someone else in that high standard, yes, but in a perfect standard is improbable, impossible. And I realize we're all human. So as far as like my parents, I knew that, you know, they did their best and I'm appreciative of all that. But when I stepped out into the world, I had to see for myself and Mm. experience for myself and learn for myself, just like every other person that came before me had to do. So the expectation that we PKs are held to is unrealistic because (laughs) either we're going to go back crap crazy in one direction and, or the other direction is like, you know, a saint that, like you said, isn't believable. The fact of the matter is I'm human, just like, you know, you are, and I've made mistakes and I am understanding to the fact that we are not perfect, but that we can strive to be the best version of ourselves. So when I got out there in the world, I started realizing and learning for myself that I'm not perfect. So it would be unfair for me to hold my parents or, you know, another person to that standard. And I like to learn from mistakes. I like to, you know, hear other people talk about what they've learned and how far they've come and maybe take something from it to help me, you know, avoid that, you know, that same path or mistake or direction. I am very thankful for the elders. I'm thankful for those that came before us because, you know, there's a reason for that. And there's a reason that, you know, they've got that t-shirt and they can prove it. (laughs) They were there, you know? Um, So I'm thankful for that. I, I really, I had to find God for myself. I had to find what I believed for myself. I couldn't just um, go off of what other people said in church or my parents said and what they believed. And to this day, like I can honestly say that I have experienced so much that there's no way I could never not believe. So when people ask me what my, you know, beliefs are, I just simply say I'm a believer because I think differently probably than most people, but I believe what I feel and what I have found to be true. And it's not what someone else has told me or what they feel or what they think, because I think it's very personal and very one-on-one and that it doesn't have to be like, you know, a show, because to me, if it's a show, then it's not real. Yeah, that's a, you, you said a couple key things there. It's a personal relationship. I mean, I, I think the most important thing we can do as believers is share our testimony. That said, um, as far as what we believe is right and wrong, I don't think that's any of our business to put on other people. I mean, other than, you know, abusing kids and, you know, doing all the evil stuff. I mean, yeah, you speak out against that. You fight that. But, you know, telling other people how to be a Christian or a believer, I mean... I don't know why religious people feel the need to do that because I mean, I'm pretty confident that they wouldn't want someone looking in their closet or their drawers or anything else for that matter. So I, okay. I appreciate that. Um, I I do want to actually, I want to go, I want to hybrid this question a little bit. So go back to acting when you're changing characters. So for me, I can switch characters pretty easy if it's within the characters that I already have have had living inside of me um, with DID and multiple personalities 
you know, it's easy for me to go to different characters pretty quick because I can read something and that can trigger me and go to something else. It's just that's the way it's always worked. So I can switch pretty easily. Um, but when I do that, I, I also would admittedly, and this is why I'm not, I would prefer to do voice acting as opposed to acting and trying to really get into the character and owning it because I'm afraid I'd never come back. That's just being the truth. So I like to stay, I like to play characters that stay within my range. <laughs> like I don't want to learn anything else because I will become that. I, I just know that about myself. But even with that, anytime I switch out of who I am, like in what my true identity is, you know, I have a hard time connecting to God. I, I have a hard time getting back into that intimate relationship where it is just us. Have you had that same experience? I have not. I God, people are so lucky. <laughs> I honestly, my walk has, I guess, really been evolving in its way. Um, I, I don't have the traditional sense of um, religion that I like am kind of bound or conformed to. I, I just feel more open and I feel more like everything flows. Now I get in my own way. I can be my own worst critic, my own worst enemy as we all can. Yeah. But I find that when I let go, then it's like, I'm not, you know, micromanaging or I'm not trying to control everything because quite frankly, we can't. And um, realizing that I feel more at peace and more at one with who I am and I definitely do more praying. I definitely do more hoping and I do more um, speaking out loud what I want and what I'm looking for positivity, like, you know, manifesting your goals and dreams and trying my best to keep it positive. Like I like positivity. I avoid the news. Like I avoid not like, you know, the dangerous and perils of the world, but like I try my best to keep positive things in my view um i it's interesting you say that because in the last couple of weeks i'm 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 a curious fellow about if something i if something intrigues me i'm like that's why i also have been in a lot of trouble in my life because you know <laughs> the power of curiosity is a real thing um but i'm i'm pretty good at connecting dots and research and i know how to get information really well like real information uh, cause you know, you go to the source and find it, um, the stuff that they don't really put on the news, mm -hmm. but I felt convicted the other day because I, like, I, I, there's one thing about being aware of what's going to happen. And there's another in putting my energy into trust and trusting that God's got a plan for me and, and knowing that he does and nothing that happens on this earth is going to change what God has planned for me. And so I say that a lot, yet at the same time, I'm still looking in these areas of like, okay, to, to expose evil. And, 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 and I have a platform to be able to do that, a censorship-free platform to be able to do that. And I've enjoyed doing it. But I felt convicted the other day that it was like, hey, I just need to stop looking. Because like, I'm a master of the dark web. Well, I, I listen finally because I've wrestled with this because I really want to be the guy I love information, but I start. I just like, okay, all right, God, I'll listen. So I'm going to give this to you and replace it with something else for me to put my attention on. And so sure enough, two things happen. One, he filled it up. He filled that space up with something that was way more beneficial towards where we were going, my family and I. But the other part was God started giving me more visions of what's happening than ever before like dropping in on me like the like the real news like giving me the news before it happens like two weeks out and it's been the craziest thing and it's just a small example of when we're not distracted with negative stuff and feeding our mind because regardless of what your intention is in wanting to educate yourself it can still serve as a distraction from truth and what you should be focused on and where your energy should be going. 
And so when I finally had this act of obedience where I was like, okay, fine, I'll stop and deleted, you know, got rid of all the stuff that was allowing me to access the dark web and get that information that I'm always looking for, um, which is also really dangerous because you see some really scary, evil stuff there. But man, I got to tell you, like God just started dropping things in on me that I was like, wow, this is totally cool. So I, even if you're watching, like my point of saying all of this is like, for those of you that are watching uh, or listening right now, whatever your intention of watching the news is, even if you know it's fake news, the fact that your ears and eyes are still seeing it, it's messing with you. And, and I don't want, I'm not like judging anybody for it, but I do want to challenge you that if you're one of those people that know, and you want to be woke, or you want to be, you know, the informed one to be able to put a spotlight on the shadow world so people can see the truth. Well, that's something to consider because you're, you're basically blocking out any communication from God, your creator, to give you the information that you really need, because ultimately He's the one that's going to bring you the truth, in my opinion. And that's what I've just experienced recently is that all the information I thought I was getting, well, I was getting much better information from God because it was the exact thing. It's pretty powerful. So anyway, enough of that. Um, so you gave up on acting. You're, do you mind if I ask how your mom passed away? She uh, had breast cancer. Mm -hmm. She was really? sick for a long time. Um, and we took care of her and were there the day she passed. But yeah. Man. How that's a big one that affects a lot of people. Um, mm -hmm. one of my friends, Darla Ray, she's a director, she just came out with a uh a documentary that's won a bunch of awards called Courageous Beauties, mm -hmm. Courageous Warriors, I'm sorry. Um, and it's gonna be a series, but this last one that they've won awards was about breast cancer. And it was powerful. Um, and I didn't know a lot about breast cancer, except for the fact that I'm not a fan of Susan B. Komen. Um, but I didn't know a lot about it until that documentary. And it blew me away to learn that it can affect men. It affects women. Um, but also the, the impact that it has on a family. Mm -hmm. It just blew my mind. And I, I just, I, first of all, I'm sorry for your loss. And I know it's been some time, but that can't be easy. I lost my father to melanoma. And uh, even though I hated his guts, it was um, awful to watch him suffer. And um, I can't imagine going through that. But I did learn a lot of lessons from him in that experience and even afterwards. Can you look back at that and say that you learned anything from that experience with your mother as she, you know, was you were there for her as she was dying? She... Um, which is pretty common um, when people are on their last little leg of life. Um, she kind of was in a comatose state for four days and then she suddenly woke up and she was talking and she was like smiling and she said that she saw the sky open up and she saw and heard angels and she felt the light and the presence of God and she said that it was going to be okay and that she was going to be okay and that she wasn't worried about it anymore. And um, so knowing that, you know, she saw what she was looking for and knew that she was going to be okay. Having that moment of peace really meant a lot, but she never gave up. She never lost her faith and people still remember her because of that. But what I learned is to really appreciate moments and to appreciate people and the little things and the things that you think are little aren't always so little, but to appreciate all of them the same. That's powerful. That reminds me of uh, when I heard T.D. Jake say, focus on the things you do have and not what you don't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, which is be grateful for what you have. And it sure changes that mentality of not having or ungratefulness or feeling like always wanting something more. There's just something special about being able to enjoy whether it's a little victory or big victories. And of course I found that little, little victories are more fun to celebrate than the big ones. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's not exactly the same, but you know, it is because a lot of us take for granted the opportunity. You brought up opportunity at the very beginning 
a lot of people take for granted the fact that they have an opportunity to make their dreams come true every single day. And we live in a world now where honestly, it's, it's more accessible for your dreams to come true than ever. If you're an actor or an actress, prime example, like for so long, and you kind of fit the stereotype, forgive me, of, and this is actually a compliment, but you fit the stereotype of an actress, model, that kind of thing. I mean, you're a beautiful woman and, you. and you know, and, and extremely talented. And when you guys, when you hear her sing, oh my gosh, <laughs> she's super talented, but she fits that, 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 you know, what casting directors, what you stereotype people are looking for. She fits that mold. She just does. But that, that said, I got news for you. I see casting calls every single day. This is what, part of what we get to do. So I'm seeing this. I see what people are looking for. I don't care if you're 400 pounds. I don't care if you got tattoos on your face. I don't care if you got a bad haircut. I don't care if you have a lot of ear hair. I don't care if you have excessive back hair or nose hair. Guess what? There's a role for you. And if your dream is to be an actor or an actress, you could go for it. There's, there's websites now. You don't even need an agent. I mean, I have two agents, but I book more on my own than I ever did with an agent. They have all of these websites that you can go on. There's all of these different ways. And those of you that ever dreamed of having a talk show or a TV show, well, now the technology has made it where anyone can have a TV show. Like everything is accessible now because of technology. And where we're going in the future, everyone will be a media organization. So with that said, with that said if that's possible, that means the technology is there for you. And I don't care if you're an attorney, doctor, you dream of being whatever you dream of being, you all have to kind of do and have the same skill set and the same knowledge, which is media. It's essential. You can't just be an actor or an actress anymore. You got to have other talents and gifts. It matters. It's how you separate yourself from everyone else. It's basically using your gifts and your intellectual property to be a blessing to other people, to, to, to whether it's providing value or providing entertainment if it's singing, if it's lifting someone's spirits, whatever it may be, essentially, if you want to make that a career, you need to know the same things. But we live in that world now where all of you, I don't care if you're 95 years old, you still can make your dreams come true. It's not too late. So I want to ask you, so after your mom died and, and you know, and you go into the military, you've given up on your dream and then you have, then you get hurt. Or you you have that that condition that no one's you know had you'd never even heard of it, and then you get out of the military. At what point did you decide I'm not giving up on my dream anymore? I'm going to go for it. Um. Well, I had a lot of people telling me that I couldn't, I wouldn't ever make it, or that I wasn't good enough, or that um, I just couldn't do it. And I believed it for years. I began to not sing anymore. I began to not pursue any of those things that I otherwise would have. And one day, and I can't remember exactly what day it was or what was so different about it. it honestly, I think it was just a normal day. I walked past a mirror and I felt like for the first time in years, I saw myself because I had really not been looking in the mirror at all. And I saw the person that I was in that moment and I wanted to be so much more. I wanted to be who I wanted to be. And the girl with the big dreams, like impossible or not, I wanted to chase it with everything I had. And I felt something inside me just fall into place. And it was like something it was like a page in a chapter just turned over and it was like this whole new chapter. And I had a choice to make and I said that no matter what, I was going to do it. And I just started chasing it. I started reading books and, you know, getting on the websites and getting, uh, talking to a management company and pursuing all of the things. And it took years. Like I've been working on this for a decade now and I'm just now starting to see some of it come to fruition. And it took me years. It took a lot of years of, you know, being met with a bunch of no's or you have no experience or, 
you know, you haven't done this or you haven't done that. And I would tell them, well, give me the opportunity and I will show you that I can. And then the next time we have this conversation, you won't be able to tell me that. And I challenged people because if you don't give someone an opportunity, you're not giving them a chance to prove to you, but also to dare themselves to do it. And I had to push myself and dare myself to actually chase it and make it happen even though people around me didn't see it happening as quickly as I wanted it to. And even for me, like it took years before I actually, you know, saw a movie on the screen or saw a commercial or, you know, did a national ad campaign. Like it took years, but it's starting to pay off. And really it was just about not giving up with it. And even now, like it's still an every single day you work at this, I, for a long time, got tired of, you know, hearing those, you don't have the experience or you haven't done this or you haven't done that. So I um, had another acting friend of mine um, who's actually uh, doing some really well-known award-winning things right now. Um, he told me, hey, like, write your own thing, see what happens, pitch it to a director. And I was, t I was afraid to do that because I thought, little me, like, can I do that? Is that allowed? Is that a thing? But the fact that I questioned that ability or even as an option just shows what kind of state of the world that we live in. We are conditioned and taught at an early age to question our dreams, to question our goals, to question who we are as people, to fit and kind of mold and conform to what the world tells us we're supposed to be. And that is not the case. And I had to fight to chase this dream and I'm still chasing it. It's not like, you know, overnight it just fell in my lap. This is me every single day chasing it. And I'm starting to see people connect and people fall into place like, you know, like a domino effect. Like, you know, God really does move in mysterious and miraculous ways. Like just us yeah, having yeah. a conversation and then here we are, you know, today. All of those things I don't think are just a coincidence. I think time and place and purpose and path and purpose mean something. And we can either be on it or we can be off of it. But either way, we're going somewhere. And we can take the long way or the short way or however way we got to get there. But I'm driven and I'm excited about it. And it is possible. But that's really it's a constantly evolving lesson. It's not something I've figured out yet. It's something I'm still figuring out every day, but that it is possible. It's so good. And it's, and it's so worth pursuing. I, I mean, of course people still think I'm crazy, but I, when I first set out to set everything in motion, when I walked away from, well, I shouldn't say walk away cause I ended up homeless, but the, when I lost everything, and decided to go down this road, which I kind of fell into on accident. It didn't make sense to anybody, but, you know, I'd given my life to the Lord and, you know, my heart had changed and I knew my purpose and I ran from it my entire life. I ran from it, ran from it because I didn't want the responsibility. I didn't want to be scared. And, and then I also, a big part of it too, is that I had so many secrets. I was so worried about people finding out about, you know, all the evil I was doing, all the bad stuff I was doing, and I didn't want anyone to know. And I was terrified. And so because of that fear and listening to that noise in my own head and other people too that were telling me that, you know, <laughs> I mean, what they were saying was true. I mean, all the negative stuff, it was all true. And, uh, and I, de I deserved every bit of it, but I really believed it and took it to heart. And I was scared. So I did the exact opposite of what I knew I was supposed to do. And it's like putting, it's like putting baking soda in the gas tank of a Lamborghini. Like a Lamborghini wasn't created to have baking soda put in it to make it run. <laughs> like it's like that when God creates us, like we are created for a specific person pur purpose. This is our assignment. This is what we were created to do. And so we have to feed ourselves and treat ourselves accordingly and act accordingly and, and step in faith accordingly. And, but when we deny that, ah, it just ends up being in a wreck. It doesn't go anywhere. 
You never move and you're frustrated. And so then you're just trying to push the Lamborghini. Well, how freaking fun is it to push the Lamborghini up the hill? It's a lot easier to be guided up the hill when you're following. And when you're following and you're being obedient to the call, it's amazing how even in failure, there's a joy to what you do because it's like, ah, oh, that sucked. And I'm one of those people that I may, I may throw something. I mean, these, this, these dents that came in this bottle, you know, cause I got frustrated cause I'm in creating and it didn't go the way I wanted. And I got frustrated and then I'll uh, and say all the bad stuff I want to say. And then a couple minutes later, it's like, oh, I'm going to try it this way. <laughs> and, and there's a joy to doing that. It makes failure fun because you learn something from it and, and you get to apply it. But when you're playing it safe, you just have this mundane, even kill life that it may lead you to something, but I don't ever believe it leads you to the extraordinary that you were created for. So it's worth taking the risk because as you said, what's the worst can happen? People will make fun of you. Guess what? They're going to make fun of you anyway. So, and, they're, and they may not like you anyway. It's worth pursuing what you were created to do. And here's another thing. I believe this with all my heart. We're coming into a world where when people are relying on, well, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get my education. I'm going to go to school to do this or do that. Well, a lot of those jobs are going to be gone. Your true purpose and why you're here is something only you can answer. But there's a good chance that what most of you people are doing right now is the exact opposite of what they were created to do. And I don't have any statistics and I suck at math. So I have no idea of telling you the percentages, but I got to tell you, most of the people I talk to or that reach out to me, they're not pursuing their dreams. They're doing something that they don't really want to do. They wish they could have done something different, but it provides for their family, but they have insurance, but what are you going to do when those jobs go away? Then you're going to go, well, gee, I got nothing left. What am I going to do? Oh, I should have pursued my dreams. It's not too late to pursue your dreams. It's a great time to start now because God put those dreams inside of you for a reason. The dreams and visions that we get are God showing you what's possible for your life. Why would you want to deny that awesomeness? Rant over. Sorry. Get a little passionate about the subject because this is like my subject is purpose because I am the consequence of that All, my entire life jail six times HIV battling my sexuality divorce three times overdosing six times jail bankruptcy all of it homelessness losing my kids all of it came from running from what I was created to do but now, it's amazing what happens when we give up or we give up our way and trust his way because his way <laughs> is the way, if you ask me. So, Heather, tell me, without going too far into your vision, but what is it? What is it that your heart is desiring for your life right now? I want to create and share hope and positivity and a different outlook to the rest of the world because I really feel like we need it and we as in myself as well. Like I, I finally took the leap. I finally jumped and I'm, I'm someone that has always wanted a plan. I've always wanted a backup plan. I like have sticky notes with other sticky notes that are, you know, I like to be prepared and faith doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. And I have realized in the last six months, especially that when letting go, you let go. Like there's like, when you jump, there's nothing to hold on to at that point, except that dream, that hope, that faith. And I am still free falling and I'm happy about it. There's a peace in it. There's not a fear because mm. that fear is what had me, immobile for years. It was the fear of the what if, the unknowns, the not having control that kept me from literally making any move. 
So, and making no move is also making a mistake because we don't we don't grow when we're just like stagnant and in place like that. It's a mistake you can't grow from. Yes, there is no growth at that point. So, taking that leap of faith really shook me, and it shakes everything in your life because people don't know what to expect. They don't know how to react because your your outward appearance, your the way you carry yourself, when your mentality changes about your life and your outlook and your perspective and your dream becomes something that you are pursuing with every fiber of your being, your entire outlook on life changes. And people around you will start to notice that as well. And it's not always easy. It's not always welcomed. But at that point, it's like, okay, I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this for my future. I'm doing this for my family. Legacy. To, yes. And that's really what my whole goal is. My, um, I have a young daughter and she is just everything to me. And so at this point, my whole dream isn't just mine. Like I want to share with her one day, hey, mommy did it. Like you see that movie poster, you see that commercial, you see all of these things like I did it. And I want her to know and every other generation, you know, that she's growing up with and her legacy to also be if you dream it, you can do it because everything worthwhile started as a dream. Everything mm. that we have, everything that we enjoy, every car, every house, every movie, film, project, anything started as an idea. It started as a thought that someone took the time to write down. So what idea do you have that you haven't taken the time to write down? Like what is inside of you that has just been craving to jump out because that's what we all have. And I just, at that point, decided to jump and to take it and to see where it goes. And I'm still in it. I'm still going with it and I'm excited. I, my legacy that I wanna leave is the opportunity to create it. And if it's not even an opportunity that's there, make one. Like I, I took my friend's advice and I wrote my idea down and I was so afraid to do it. But if I continued to let fear keep me immobile, I was never going to move period. So I had nothing to lose at that point. So I shared it with an award-winning filmmaker, producer, and director. They loved it. And we are actually in the middle of producing it right now. And it's going to be premiering in October of next year. I am not only I created it, I am starring in it and I have um, an award winning cast along with me. And I'm so excited because this when you when you when you do something, when you achieve that dream that you literally feel like is a piece of your soul, like mm. you put everything into it, your heart, your tears, your blood, sweat, your soul, your energy, everything that you are into your project, into your dream. At that point, you are then investing in yourself. You are investing in your hope. You are investing in your dream and other people like think people that I had never even imagined being on board or meeting or making connections, all of a sudden I have like coming to me and talking to me about my idea. And it's like, oh my goodness, like it's finally happening because this is what I want. This is what I want to do with my life. This is the <laughs> legacy that I want to leave behind. And when we ourselves start walking on the path with purpose in the direction that we know we're called to be, those people that we've been needing and looking for under every rock just literally fall in our path. They, they find themselves right where we need to be because we're where we need to be. Yeah. And if we're moving in that path and purpose and direction, those people will be put there to help and to assist and to guide. And I'm just so thankful because all of that was an opportunity that I didn't pass up. God, so, that's good. That's why I'm thankful. And that's why I'm excited. And there's so much happening. There's so much that I can't wait to share. And the fact that I'm still pinching myself like every day to see if this is just a dream, like it's an amazing feeling because I know this is my purpose and where I belong. And yeah. I am looking forward to making those connections and meeting those people because I know it's going to work out. Yeah. I want to say something too. You just reminded me and 
first of all, I applaud you for taking that leap of faith. It's to me, it's the only way to go, especially in a world now where you're being forced to either be jabbed or not, and you know, you can be on some sets, not others. I mean, it's it's a tricky business right now. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that you they cannot stop is you creating for yourself. And when I was talking about the technology and all that being available and more widely available, you, I mean, we made our movie for free and, and we've won 11 awards and I, that's by the grace of God. And like our book, we did it for free. It's an international bestseller in four countries. That's That's God. That's not, it's you step in faith when you're being pulled and led, you take the step in faith and obedience. God's going to show up. You want to see God work in your life? Take a step, little step in faith every day. God's going to show up and you'll see miracles in your life every day. And then you're going to get addicted to it. Mm-hmm. Nothing can stop you. But back to what I was saying, because some people want to like, well, how is acting your purpose? I'm going to explain how and how can God use you as an actor? I'm going to tell you how. I'm going to tell you how. Because I do ultimately believe that our purpose is about using our gifts to bless other people, to elevate other people. But an actor, he will use you in your job. So I'm not like bad-mouthing anyone's jobs out there. It's not that at all. As an actor or an actress or anyone that's in the entertainment industry, when you're on set, there's a lot of downtime. You can always be an example there. When you have a mission and... So your mission and everything you're about isn't about selfish. It's not selfish. It's not about you. There is a lot of that in the industry. Having someone like you, the light, show up on set where typically it's a little sketchy sometimes and can be a little different depending on the crew. That influence and just being the light, having a positive attitude, having an uplifting attitude, inspiring other people, being able to share your message, doing what she's passionate about there. That has an impact on other people. And, and here's the here's a fact. This is a, oh boy, it's a fact. Um, the entertainment industry, Hollywood in particular, the end, but the entertainment industry as a whole has been weaponized against people. And and it's it's you know, the it's used for propaganda, it's used for a lot of things. There's a lot of evils around Hollywood. It just is, it's undeniable. I lived in it, I know. Okay, can't be disputed. That said, it is as Hollywood goes, the world goes. If you notice that what's happening where, and I won't go into all of the specifics, but you know, there's agendas are pushed through entertainers at award shows and through movies. There's propaganda. There's 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 just a lot of evil around, and so, but it and it has an evil influence whether you see it directly or it happens indirectly. There is a negative influence and I can give all the examples in the world, but if you can't figure it out by now, that's your problem because it's pretty freaking obvious. It just, we're, it's like a highway to hell right now. That said, Hollywood is changing. Hollywood as we know it is changing and will no longer be the way it is. There is coming a time and it's happening fast that people like yourself, Heather, and other people that have been screwed over by the industry uh, and people that have been hurt by the industry, people that wouldn't compromise their values, they're about to get their shot. They're about to get their chance. And 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 also with now, with the technology and new people being able to create good, uplifting messages, positive, inspiring, real, authentic film and TV shows, all of that is being created. And so if you're one of the good ones, so to speak, your time is coming. You're not going to be those douchey films on, that you see on pure flicks no offense if you're in one but some of them are a little campy a little strange but there's real big budget entertainment inter- inspiring films and content that's coming out and the good guys are going to win hollywood is transforming and with it we're going to transform the world i believe it with all my heart and it's with people like you that are going to help make that happen i, de- I not only do i declare it over your life i know it in my heart is true That's the truth. And for those of you out there that are watching, mark my words, it's happening. I know it's happening. I know it is. So anyway, Heather, I I talked to you for days because there's a lot of different areas to go. But if you're when your project's ready, if it needs distribution, I'm your guy. I got the hookup. 
Um, but you're always welcome back. Anything that we can do to support you, uh, please let us know. But please let the audience know where they can find you, where they can support your journey, uh, promote anything you want. All right. Um, well, I have my uh, Facebook account, um, Heather Amora Talked, where you can follow the film progress, music progress. I'm trying to get back in the music studio right now. Have some original music coming out that we've been working pretty hard on and will be featured in my film as well. Um, and uh, the film is set to be released next year. I'm hoping by October. Um, my Instagram also is um, Heather Amora or finally underscore free underscore birdie. Um, either one of those, but um, I'm slowly releasing music and really trying, like all these projects really take time and we're working really hard to get them as quickly as possible and make something amazing. Like I, I just, I can't wait to share it with everybody. I'm so excited and so amazed that it's all actually happening because it's not just going on set, you know, just to fulfill someone else's idea or dream. Like this one is one that it's very close and personal to me. And um, it's just, it's got a different approach and a different feel. And everyone that has been working on it or seen it has been begging to work on it because it just, wow. it's different. And I'm so excited. Just Man. stay tuned. That's all I got to say. Stay tuned because it's going gonna, to be epic. You're going to have to send me your autograph. Um, <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, will you sing for us? Will you sing us out? But. I don't want to put pressure on you unless if you want to. <laughs> well, I, I was not prepared. What's uh, happened? <laughs> okay. Well, I heard her sing um, and it's really incredible, like really incredible. So you guys will just have to wait for the movie then. <laughs> anyway, Heather. On my socials. Oh, it's on her socials. On socials. Okay. So if you don't want to wait for the movie, go to her social medias and check it out. Support her journey. She's one of the good ones, ladies and gentlemen. Heather. God bless you. Thank you for being Thank here. You. See ya. What a delight. I love that attitude. And proof you should never give up on your dreams. Ever. And seriously, go check out her social media pages because she really can sing. I heard one of her songs that she did for a friend. and Pretty impressive. Um, and I also like the fact that she wrote it herself. And here's why. As you know, I've shared this several times. Those of you that are new to the show don't know this. But those of you who do watch know the biggest influences in my life outside of my mother and grandmother in business or Master P and Nipsey Hussle. I know that probably sounds strange for a white dude, but hear me out. I'm not a rapper, <laughs> but their philosophy on the industry, the entertainment industry had a huge impact on me. I had the opportunity of being a backup dancer, even though I can't dance uh, in a master or a little Romeo rap video when I was in college. Got to meet Master P and Silk the Shocker and a bunch of other guys, but I spent some time with Master P and I learned from him. I learned a lot, but what I was learning, I didn't know that I would actually be using in my life later on. Um, and then Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle came around, who was also a, um, a student of Master P. And basically, in short, own it. Own your content, own your messaging, own the licensing, own all of it. Don't promote anything you don't own. Like signing your way a contract you're you're i don't like literally say you're selling your soul but you're you, well you're, you're selling your passion you're selling your heart you're selling your gift we live in a day and age now where if you want to do something you can create it yourself and if you don't know hit me up that's what we do we started a nonprofit media organization for this very reason because we knew people weren't going to know or people didn't have 30 40 thousand dollars laying around i've been fortunate to be able to learn all of this. And it's what I'm good at. And I love teaching it because I believe everyone, regardless of your past, regardless of what you've done, get to have your freaking dreams come true. After all, that's why you're here. And for your for the record, your dreams are not selfish dreams, but your dreams do get to come true. And um, and it's never too late. I am proof, and I'm proof that no matter what evil you've done in the world, when your heart's right, God can do amazing things with you, and he will. 
because that's why he put you here to begin with. The likelihood of your existence is so impossibly small. Like it's, it's, it's extraordinary that you're even alive, that you even made it out of your mom's vagina breathing and allowed. The fact that you even made it to her belly got big enough to come out. That's a miracle. It's a miracle. You're a miracle. And you're a blessing. And the sooner you realize it, the better off you're going to be. So if you don't know that you are, you don't know your purpose, you don't, you're just stuck and you don't know what to do, hit me up. This is is the way, this is our ministry. I may be a shock jock evangelist, but my ministry is elevating other voices for the voiceless. I love elevating the passion, purpose, and mission of those I am blessed to serve. Check the reviews. I'm sincere about this. This is my heart's passion. God bless you. Thank you for being here. And uh, have a blessed gratitude day.